Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, one to preserve this sport for our kids. Bringing the stories of the normal guy on small parcels and how he gets it done. Are you just a weekend warrior? You stuck with limited time to hunt and limited time to prep just like us? Are you trying to figure out how to hunt with kids, work, and families? Then this is a podcast for you. It's Whitetail Legacy Podcast coming at you. Sponsored by Keystone Light and Amberbach tonight. Got about... 15 keystone lights sitting on the table man dude we are putting them <laughs> yeah, down i think there's three or four people up here drinking before we got here <laughs> i <laughs> wish there was <laughs> we're going to talk about uh my my season success this year some different tactics i use and then we're going to go into uh, the outlook for late season for homie and me and uh our past late season success i uh i started off i got that east galesburg piece that i was talking about on a previous episode and uh it's just chock full of does and turkeys, so I knew right off the bat I was going to hunt there. Uh, I I eat a lot of deer. My family eats a lot of deer. We go through about three a year, and uh, I put a doe down pretty much first hunt I can, so it would have been the first, I'm pretty sure the first weekend of the season. It was uh, October 4th. I went out there and uh, put a doe down, 42-yard uh, shot with a, with a veteran broadhead, got a pass-through, yeah, me and Ryan, we're not sponsored by them, but we were shooting the veteran this year, and uh, it's an awesome broadhead. It's a fixed blade and a mechanical at the same time. If it doesn't deploy, it's still an inch and quarter cut. I haven't had one not deploy now. Man, it is the perfect hybrid. Yeah. The I, perfect hybrid. I mean, uh, the, I talked to the guy at a outdoor show, and he said, take this broadhead out of the box, shoot it at 60 yards, shoot a field point right next to it and see how accurate it was. And it took him six years to get get it down before he put it out. And this is just some guy from Texas, and uh, he's a good guy. Uh, 
I believe I'm pretty good friends with him. I text back and forth with him, and uh, uh, he wasn't kidding. I shot. I broke it right out of the package, shot it 60 yards, and shot a field pipe and right right next to it. And then I got another buddy hooked to it, and then he actually was cutting arrows in half with the broadheads with with his first shoots. And then I got Ryan on him, and Ryan's loving him. That doe, that doe you shot, I mean, it was... Man, I took a nice picture of the shot site. Yeah, Golly. he was showing me the blood trail, and that's one thing is when I exit, the exit on the deer I killed this year, four fingers wide. I mean, that is just insane for, for a broadhead. And they opened up in the wound channel, so it, you don't lose all that kinetic energy when you hit, you know. Right, so, I mean, when I got my deer, I was looking at it, you know, because... The entry's not super huge. No. You know, it's that nice fixed blade. But then, you know, I caught the top of double lung. And, <laughs> man. Yeah. I mean, just, just... Ch- check out the Whitetail Legacy Instagram. It's just nasty. Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's when you know a deer's going down within eyesight. And that's what makes you feel good as a bow hunter. Mm-hmm. You know, you know you made a good shot. And that deer is going to be down within range. Yeah, that doe I shot, she made it. She made it about twenty yards, and then she just stopped. And it looked like she just lay down, but that's where she was. And it was crazy. I actually got the kill on film. Uh, it's not out yet, but I wish I'd have got a better track job film because it looked like the deer was just bedded. That deer died so quick, it didn't know what had happened. I mean, I. She had a three-inch hole through her heart. I mean, it was just she just ducked right into the arrow. The, they were alerted. Me and a buddy were in the blind. We were having a good time. We were <laughs> shooting the deer, and, and uh, I was at full draw for a long time. And and it we started you know we started laughing a little bit about the situation. And the, those were on high alert, and I I got one down. But well, yeah, I mean, just just kind of the opposite there. You know, the the deer I shot come in she was the second doe being chased by a spike buck and i seen the first deer and i was like yeah that's kind of small and the second one i said oh that's pretty nice and she kind of circled back and the spike buck chased by her i said well i'm gonna shoot him and she was standing there you know just real close and i just let her rip and because i haven't got a deer with my bow this year and i let her rip and I mean, the hurt was on yep. at that point. I mean, like I said, we're not sponsored by the, that broadhead, but uh, we won't keep ragging on it. But if you guys got a chance, check it out. It's a veteran by VIP. It's a it's a guy who he's just starting out, and, and he's got it down. He spent a lot of money on getting this thing perfect before he shipped it out. And uh, it's available around us. Um, hopefully it's in Farm King soon. And... Uh, it's out at Griswold's. That's our local bow shop. Uh, you can pick them up out there. If you got hashtag America. Yeah. Hashtag red, white, red, white, and blue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. golly. It's sweet. But anyways, uh, it was about a week and a half later, and uh, I went out there, and, and my buddy was actually trying to, I was going to get a doe on film for him, and uh, we had turkeys come in. We actually both missed turkeys. I had picked up a different broadhead to shoot at this turkey because I wanted to save my VIPs for sure for for deer for the good stuff. For, yeah. So 
Now so, I'm down to just VIPs. So I'm not going to name the brand of broadhead right, that I shot so with. So call a timeout. So the first shot of this turkey is non-VIP? The first shot is non-VIP. Okay. Scout's honor. All uh, right. I blow feathers off the back of it. I'm like, I'm thinking, that's a dead bird. It flies off. I see it standing there. I'm like, okay, not a dead bird. <laughs> uh, my buddy, I'm not going to say his name, he, he clean misses on it. So we get drawn again. Oh, I thought you say drunk. I was like, well, no, that'd be cool, we too. Get, we get drawn again. <laughs> There's like 20 turkeys out front of us. We're in a blind. God, we get wait. drawn again, and we both put the smack down on two birds. Uh, second shot was with a VIP. His second shot was with a VIP. And uh, mine, he got a clean pass through, and that arrow had so much force, we couldn't even find it. It hit a bush and just took off. And mine just stuck the turkey right to the ground. And uh, this is this was a different turkey than I hit the first time because that one was gone. But but uh, we uh, we got two turkeys down on the ground, and that was a pretty cool experience. I'm all pumped, and there's a Snapchat going around right now of me going double turkey. <laughs> Dude, I tell you what, if I ever get a turkey with a bow, I don't care what any. I don't care if it's a hen. Yeah, I mean, these I'm gonna are, have a full mount hen. These are both hens, and then they were. Eight in about Golly. three days after I shot it. I love I love wild turkey breast. Uh, my wife absolutely loves wild turkey breast. If I shoot one in the spring, it's just I it's work gone on, before you can. Even I put work it in the on freezer. the road a lot, <laughs> so it's gone when I get back. After that, I uh, got pretty serious about hunting public. I had some pretty good success out there. I had a shooter buck that I couldn't get close enough. I got it on film. Yeah, guys. I mean, all all he's talking about is. Just fall turkey while he's deer hunting. I yeah, mean, this is yeah. He's in just a prime spot. Yeah, this this the this piece right right here where we're filming at, right outside outside of town here. It's just it's real close to town. It's loaded with turkey and loaded with does and and uh, it's a great spot. It's a great spot to get some meat meat for the table for my family and and uh, but uh, I started hunting public. Had some success there. I had a lot of opportunities at does there. Uh, if you don't have ground to hunt, even if it you have a small piece, don't be afraid about public. People are scared that they're going to see a lot of people and not see deer. Uh, I've seen more big deer on public than I've seen on my private pieces. I mean, yeah, I mean size of deer. You I know, mean, just going back to the story you told me this year already. I mean, you had a couple guys lined up, you know, they said, you know, hey, Cody, we need your help, you know, we're going to hunt this public piece, and you no doubt said, hey, you need to be in this draw, and then, I'm, I mean, from what I've heard, yeah. not even three weeks later, they're dragging 160, mid-160 deer out of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I, that just goes back to, I mean, what I've said before is Cody is... Cody's got it dialed in. He knows what to look for. He knows he knows what the deer are gonna do, and you just gotta be in a tree, guys. Yeah. That, I mean, as much as you can. I'm not saying you gotta be in there every day. I mean, of course, everybody has got to stand at a 160. He's gonna walk by at some point during the year, but I mean, if if you're taking off for uh, family reunion on October 14th. I mean, you might want to rethink that. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I, mean I, did, I did have a wedding. I did have a wedding this year, and 
man, man, I let I let the bride and groom know. I let them know. Yeah, you're dragging me out of the hunt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was October twenty. Uh, man, I had to pull it up super quick. It was October twenty something. I was going on pre rutcation. Yeah, and I said, "Oh, you guys know." It's October 21st. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you guys are pulling me out of my pre-rutcation Saturday night hunt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... This is the one... I mean, I, ho- I hope... I mean, knowing the couple, I mean, this is this is it. This, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. this is if it, If I'm here, guys. this better be serious. But. Right. I mean, so they had a sign-in board, and of course, nobody's down in like the bottom right corner, so I just lit it up. I was like... I missed a hunt for this yeah. right on like a heart, but I didn't sign it. <laughs> I, I didn't have to sign it because no. they knew they yeah, knew yeah. who it was, yeah. you know. Yeah. But man. Yeah. Uh, Ryan says I know what the deer are gonna do and stuff. I just you, I just read sign and and I uh, I read property really good. I uh, actually had a guy at work come to me and and he goes, "Why do you th- I keep seeing deer here?" And he just showed me a topographical map. I'm not no expert, but I said, "Oh, that's a ditch funnel." Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So this yeah. this guy he, uh, hunting a deer, and his his neighbor shot at 210 inch. Uh, what? Yeah, 19 scoreable points, Holy 210 cow. inches. 210 gross is what they said. When was that? The shotgun season. Last shotgun season here, they shot it. First season. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah. He didn't say that to me while we were at the Oh, really? Night. Yeah. That, he'd no. been hunting that buck. He had him at 45. He asked me, what day should I go out and hunt? Should I take off work? Yeah. And you know the day I love, November 12th. I For was like, sure. I was like, you got to take the 9th <laughs> through the 12th. I said, if it, I mean, that's just when I've had the most success. And he ended up taking, I, b- I believe it was the 12th and the 9th off. And he's seen him on the 9th. And then I think he's seen two other shooters on the 12th. Dude. But he's seen him on the ninth at forty five yards and couldn't get a shot at him. I, say, I, know, I know he had this really nice sixteen point on cam. That's the one he, that, that didn't look like two hundred ten inches. Right. Yeah, but when they got it on the ground and got it in That's hand. That's the one. Yeah. He, he's must have been super wide. Yeah, it, he had he Wow. Had, I mean he I think they had eighteen scoreable points on the deer and, and it was it was big, dude. But uh I'm gonna well, say, I mean, I'm I'm new to sort of the trail cam game, I guess. You know, it, it's really hard to translate a picture to an actual it deer. Is. It you is. Know? Sometimes they look giant, and sometimes they look yeah, smaller so, than they so, are. Yeah, so you know, you get a picture of a deer, like decent. Mm, yeah, he's yeah, decent. decent but you know, angle, but then, angle but then does you see a, a you see a buck, you know, he's angled decent, and you know, you get a picture of him, like, well, no, you know, he's next year but you see him on the hoof you know it get your heart pumping yeah, yeah. you're like oh yeah you know that that's what i'm after yeah. and i mean i mean that that's what cody and i are doing you know just looking for them bucks that get your heart pumping yeah i mean whether he's four and a half five and a half two and a half whatever it is you know you're gonna hear plenty of stories on this podcast of deer that are probably two and a half yeah. or five and a half but the guy who's behind the trigger of a bow or a shotgun, yeah, just I mean, maybe we might even get us some some rifle people of of your kin down yeah. there in Missouri. I mean, my grandpa just shot a stud. I want to say he's almost seventy. I'm not sure it's exact <laughs> Dude, age, and he just shot the biggest sick. deer of his life. He just had a knee replacement surgery last year. Down there, there may have been some very hard influence to get out there earlier than 
he normally does. <laughs> right, I, right. I went down there this year and hunted, and I had a really good time. I passed on a couple decent bucks. Dude, I was pumped for you to get down there. I was like, man. Yeah. If- the deer are getting bigger down there. They're putting in more ag in southern Missouri. But uh, like I said, a 130, 140 down there, that's about what he shot, probably high 140s. High 140s? Man, dude, that's yeah. awesome. I really, mean, really was there not- a lot of scraping or just, just uh, buck cruising or uh, what was going on down the there? Mo- the best day I, I mean, had. I mean, I didn't really want to really get into this yeah. during this episode, but yeah, that's the, where we're going. The because, best day man, I had you know, was Saturday. And uh, from 10 to 2, I passed two bucks that were shooters down there. But... When I look, I told my grandpa. From from ten to two, you passed what? Two shooters two for shooters. down there that yeah. people would have shot. I mean, right, one thirties right. and above, you know. And, well, I mean, and you uh, get the, you get you get one thirties here with me on a bow. Yeah, I mean, just... with a bow is different. <laughs> with a rifle, you <laughs> right. know. I, I know there's big deer down there. I've shot a lot of a lot of high one thirties down there, and these were low one thirties, high one twenties bucks, eights, nine pointer. I had one at like 18 yards. I got a real good look at him, and uh, and I end up passing. But yeah, from 10 to two, uh, 10. I actually, I actually, my grandma makes the best breakfast ever. So <laughs> let's start there. So right. I hunted, and uh, I hunted a a major uh, doe bedding area, and then and then my grandma starts texting me about 8:30 about this breakfast that she's cooking man she, she, yeah, she she's just texting me about all this stuff she's got ready for whenever whenever i get home and and i'm sitting there i'm like man i ain't seen a deer all morning i'm like i'm i'm going you know and she's got she's got ham and hash browns with onions and she's just killing it eggs oh oh man dude she's <laughs> She's just dominant. How far yeah. of a walk he got to the cabin? Oh, oh like 90, 100 yards. Oh, yeah, geez. right over there. And then, then she's talking about this supper. She's smoking a pork <laughs> loin. And I'm like, oh, man, you're killing me, Grandma. But I make it back to the stand at like 10 o'clock. And right when I'm in there, does just start piling in. I'm thinking someone like spooked them off the property, but they're getting chased. So from 10 to 2 is when I have the most activity down there. They're coming like from your property to they're your They're coming property? off the neighbors to the property. Oh, okay. I went to a stand that uh, it's an old power line that's no longer used. Well, I got a I got a double man stand that's been hung in this tree, and my grandpa finally changed the straps on it, and it's been there for a long time. <laughs> I don't know. I've shot a lot of deer out of it with. Well, a bow. I had straps in here since '92. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been there a long time, and uh, and uh, I hunted that, and it was just cool to get out of my realm and go down there and hunt something different. And I plan on going back next year. The tag's two hundred and twenty five bucks and it's just worth going and Is that one buck tag? Yeah. Yeah. And then a doe tag's like I think it's like twenty five dollars for a doe tag. I shot a doe down there, I can't remember. I ended up shooting a doe for my grandpa and and uh it's just cool to shoot him with a rifle, something different. Right. But yeah. But backed up here. So I got the doe down, I got the turkey down and then I mean, let me see your right finger. I mean, has it even got a fingerprint on it? Oh, I mean, God. you're all you're all over the sugar trigger here. It's good. That stand that I talked about in past podcasts that I got that absolute giant picture on. Um, I uh, I went back there in the rain and hung that stand, and and the reason I another reason I hung that stand is before I even got those pictures. The reason I put the camera back there is I was shed hunting the year before, and I found all these beds and. I, I seen all these rubs around these beds and stuff and big rubs, you know, and, and, and there's about three of them there. 
And I was thinking, man, I, I've never, I've always hunted the edge of this, and I've never got back in there. Just like kind of Ryan's situation, he was way back in there on his spot. I said, you know what, I'm going to go in here, and I'm going to, and I actually rattled in a really nice buck out of that same area on a different stand that's like 300 yards away across the ridge, but he came out of the same bedding area. And uh, I believe that's the same buck that I shot the year before. I'm not 100% positive, but he was about the same size, but I had already shot a buck that year, so I ended up passing him, but he looked mature to me. But I ended up passing him because I had another guy out there hunting and that I, you know, I thought maybe my wife would go out there and hunt and have a shot at him. But So I go back in there October 15th. We had a cold front. Uh, I got down to 37 degrees that night and on October 15th and had a strong northwest wind. And it, it had rained all night and half the day. It had stopped raining maybe like 1130. So... I got I got a strong wind that's dying down to nothing in the evening and then I got I got wet timber, wet leaves. So I'm thinking I'm going to sneak in on this buck and get right on top of him. And I I said if this if there's a night early where I know this deer is going to be here before the rut and he starts chasing does, this is the night to get in there and kill this buck, you know. So I went back in there and you know when you're when I'm walking into that set, even like now, like I'm walking on pins and needles, and I'm like sweating because I know I'm getting into the the good stuff. You know, I know I'm I'm really I'm on the borderline of bumping big deer and shooting big deer. I mean, I'm right there. You can't get no closer than I am, and I'm literally I'm right on the edge of where where this just crazy thick timber and where it starts to big oaks and i'm in a big oak i'm 25 foot up set up for a northwest wind well i'm gonna cut you off right there i mean man i've got a couple good stands but how does it make you feel just knowing you're walking in maybe on a big daddy yeah i mean it like i said i i when i walk into that stand even now it you you just know you can just feel it's a good spot there's not a lot of I mean, there's not a lot of buck sign, but you get into the thick stuff, and it's just blown up. But you get to there, and, and I'm thinking, okay, it's it's October lull. We got this huge cold front. I had, I had not been into that stand since July when I hung it. So I'm thinking, I'm going to get in here and hunt one time, and if it doesn't work out, I'm not coming back to the rut. You know, I got this buck that I believe is bedded close if I'm going to have a chance at him, it's going to be before he's chasing does. He might be three properties away. So I go in there, I get set up, and I get set up. I mean, it's just absolutely perfect. The wind's blowing. The stand, I got it set up to where it don't make a sound. It's I got tape on the stand where it doesn't. I don't even squeak. I mean, I'm up there. I get my camera arm set up. I get everything going. And uh, I sit there and... Uh, you can hear it at the the hunts on YouTube. Uh, it's pretty rookie hunting for filming. You know, what I mean, it's just it's just my first year doing it. But uh, you can hear the wind howling in the camera when I'm doing my interview, and uh, it the wind just died off about five thirty, and uh, this these does started working through, and they're coming out of that same bedding area, and four does came through. And I'm thinking, okay, they're all going to this bean field to feed. So, you know, maybe 
hopefully this bucks and there's a cornfield on the across the road. So I'm thinking maybe he'll stage up in this bean field and then work to the cornfield. And uh, all of a sudden I look over and I just see a, a figure stand up about 80, 90 yards away. And if you were on the ground, there's no way you would have seen it. But I was up so high, I could see him. And all I could see was just a body shaking. You know, I could tell that was a deer. And then I lost it. And then I looked, about 10 minutes later, I looked to my left, and here's this little six-pointer. And uh, I'm like, okay, all right, here, the bucks are going to start moving. That's awesome. And then I looked 20 yards to the right, and here's this this monster nine just hitting a scrape. And he's 25 yards from my stand, okay? And I did not see that deer come in, and I did not hear that deer come in. And he's at 25 yards. And the only reason I heard him is because he's going, Whoosh! I mean, he's hitting a scrape, you know, right there, and I could hear him. So here's me. I'm like, okay. So I set my camera up on the wrong arm up on the wrong side. I figured they'd come out where the does come out, but here he comes out. And uh, so I'm standing out on the front of the stand. I got the camera arm behind me. I'm trying to run the camera. <laughs> And I'm trying to get, I get him hitting the scrape a little bit, you know, and then he's coming in and then, and then he's coming in and I'm, I got the camera set up. I'm like, all right, that's about 18 yards cording away. That's going to be perfect. He, he takes a hard right. I'm like, okay, perfect. He's coming closer. So I'm at full draw this time. I'm thinking he's, I'm going to shoot him at 18 yards. Well, he comes about five yards and I give the camera one last bump. I don't get the shot on film. <laughs> You know, but I'm I'm at full draw and I give the camera like a little elbow bump, you know, trying to get it on him <laughs> and uh shoot this deer like five yards. Straight down. Yeah, I shot him straight down. <laughs> I mean and uh I I absolutely pumped it. You're I'm pumped. Yeah. I I get pumped up when I shoot mature deer in that video. I'm I'm like, that was money <laughs> You know Dude. I'm pumped. I, I, I hung that stand in the tree. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, man, deer's going to be bedded over there. He's going to hop the fence right here, and I'm going to shoot him at five yards. And then it happened. I mean, and it happened exactly like I planned it out. I looked at the property. I was like, oh, this is going to happen this way. And then it happened. It just blew my mind that it worked that way. And, and yeah, I was pumped. And, and a lot of people look at that deer, and they go, oh, that wasn't very big, you know. But, dude. It it would look if you at you look at my reaction it was a it was a one ninety I mean I was just so stoked because it was just it well was. so I'm in Kansas City for work and I cannot be here so I get a tip that Cody's shot big bug so I'm like dude where's the pictures where's Where's the footage? You know, give me something. I mean, I'm down here for two and a half days. I ain't even got nothing. And then after like four days, I get I get a glimmer of hope. <laughs> oh, hey, man, we're going to take pictures in the morning, you know. <laughs> we just dragged him out. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I was like, what? The? I was like, I'm in Kansas City. You can't be, you can't be like, yeah, I mean, I, I, shot a, I shot a real nice bug, but, you know, what is what? I mean, we'll give him till the morning. Yeah. Know? I mean. <laughs> yeah, I actually I actually seen this buck crash. That's my first buck I've ever seen crash after getting a shot on him, uh, about 60 yards. That veteran broadhead actually passed through the deer, hit its opposite arm, blew through that, and then went back into the deer and just, it just destroyed him. I mean, it just absolutely devastated that deer. And uh, 60 yards... <laughs> 
But the bad thing about this is, like I said, kind of like Ryan's deal, I access through a field that I cannot drive in. So right. now I got this buck dead 300 yards into the timber and probably 250 yards across the field. And I'm working class like you. I've been looking at one of those Viking uh, deer carts for a while, but I think they're like 249 so I ain't bought one. <laughs> but so what do I do? I call as many people as I know to come help me drag this thing out. I know Ryan would have been there, but like I said, he was yeah, in Kansas I was, City. And, I was in so Kansas City. Or I, yeah. I did. I'd have been there. I'd have yeah. been the second person there. Yeah, and uh, I I, uh, I got some guys to help me drag them out, and props to them because that was uh, the buck field dressed at 295. That was the biggest body deer I had ever seen. And uh, he only scored 144. Uh, that was a rough score before I took him to the taxidermy. I'm not a professional scorer. You can criticize me when if you see the picks or not. I'm going to criticize you. Yeah. Man. But, I mean, I, that's what I that think he scored. That buck was huge. But uh, uh, he might do a little better. I need to get a better tape on him. That was in the dark uh, right after I'd shot him. Damn. Uh, got him in the truck. But, yeah, he's... Uh, taxidermy aged him at six and a half. Uh, just an absolute blessing. Uh, awesome deer. And uh, from then on, my success for this season has kind of went downhill. I, <laughs> I, I normally have just an absolute baller rut. And uh, I passed some nice deer. I got some good deer on film passing. Uh, maybe 140s. Uh, I normally always see an absolute pig, you know, high 150s, 160s, maybe bigger. And uh, but I I did I haven't seen any this year. I I I seen one during shotgun season that was really nice. Could and uh, he oh, got spooked I mean, off the butt. Some property sold next to mine, and outfitters got it. And there was a lot of shooting opening morning. So mm. I'm kind of worried about that. Uh, there was. I counted twelve opening morning and six opening evening. So, Man, so 18, the, yeah, eighteen, 18. of the same property. So uh, Man, I'm kind of worried about that. Uh, I know that I got pictures of one of the bucks that I had seen that got shot. That was absolutely big. Uh, so I mean, I'm kind of worried about that. But I got trail cameras out, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what they come to, but. Uh, we're going to go into kind of a, an outlook for late season, what we think we're going to do, and uh, we'll turn it over to Homie now and see who he's got to say about late season. Man, I mean, my season leading up to shotgun has been fairly good. I don't think there's been as much shooting or pressure that there normally is for shotgun that we have on our property, or, I mean, even that of surrounding property. I think the weather played a big part, you know. I mean, Saturday Saturday morning was junk, just pouring down rain. Unless you were me or Jeff, I don't think you were out in Henderson County. We didn't hear no shots, and we didn't see no deer moving, but I guarantee you I was out there. <laughs> Cody just showed me a truck and pick. I mean, no, that's, what that's, the hell was that? That's a, that's that buck that got shot up. <laughs> that's some buck neighbors. right there. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, that's one of the bucks that got shot. That I was telling you they got shot Dude. by the neighbors. Did yeah. they shoot eighteen times at that thing? I mean, good night. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's probably three hundred yards from one of my stands. Okay, I mean I'm I mean me as a bow hunter, I'm not gonna be able to shoot that. Yeah, that's that thing is too big. Yeah. It's probably one seventies. Holy mean, cow, dude! His mass. It's just great genetics in that area, and well, I mean, Cody's got these pictures. You're gonna see this on Instagram, but this thing right here, yeah, I, mean, I am not able to pull back on that. Yeah, oh, I am. <laughs> I'm gonna pull back and fling something. Okay, at it. You are. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, so, it's a giant, but I mean, b- back to my piece here. I mean, there was a there was really no shooting. I mean. I shot at a buck, and then Jeff shot three times at the same deer, and there was so much. I mean, we we did all we could tracking this deer. There was so much, so much blood, and Jeff said he, you know, he felt the shot was good, and we we tracked him, and man, I mean, I had to pull up hunt stand, you know, because I didn't I didn't even know where I was at, you know. We we asked. We asked the we asked the landowner, you know, can we track this deer? And the landowner said, yeah, you know, if you if you've got you know good blood, and he come down and said, well, yeah, you know, the deer obviously went on to, to my property, and he was on yours when you shot him. So, and we we tracked this deer and tracked this deer, and phew, Jeff probably shot it, you know, eight thirty, and it's eleven thirty, and here we come up empty, empty-handed, and it was it was one of the craziest things I've seen. Deer hunting, as much blood as this deer has lost, and yeah, they're incredible, man. They're tough. They're super tough, super tough. So you know, here I am as as a bow hunter. You know, halfway thinking through this, like, man, if. Jeff really hit this deer as good as, you know, he says, which he's he's hunting with scope. Like, how can anybody kill a deer with a bow? Like, yeah. it, as far as this deer has ran, you know, I mean, we're reading the blood trail, you know, the blood trail looked good. It, it didn't look, you know, super far back like liver or gut or nothing, you know. It was, it was a nice shot. It was just bright red blood. You know, at one point we're like... Yeah, this lung, and I don't feel like at any point that we bumped the deer, that we hurt it, or you know mm-hmm. nothing, because where we're tracking this deer, I mean it is. I didn't get, I didn't get stood up at all. I mean we're, <laughs> yeah. I mean we're, we're just bent over, you know, phone, you know, walking through the thicket, trying to get this deer, and and at one point, you know, he fell over, you know, because I mean you got. You got the leaves, you know, up above your head. I mean, he fell over, and you could tell that. And it was, I mean, it was just a crazy ordeal. Just one of the things you come across shotgun hunting. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I'm sure a lot of guys come across, you know, shotgun hunting. It's just, you know, you feel like you hit a good deer, and you never find it, track it, or it goes on to the neighbor's property. You know, I'm, you don't have uh, permission to track it, you know, so, I guess get into contact with your neighbors, so so you guys can get on the same page of shooting the same caliber deer, or if you got a new hunter with you, you know, you know, shoot that spike buck or you know, whatever with you. But hey, tell them, hey, I I seen this hundred thirty inch eight point, or 
know, I think it's 140 inch 8 point or 10 point. But I think next year he's going to be really good because only three and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys got to be on the same page. I mean, if you guys are going to really manage your herd. And that's hard to do, but a lot it's, of times. It is super hard. A lot of times, uh, I've talked to people that I thought shot small deer, and they didn't, and they thought I shot small deer. So so sometimes, <laughs> you know, you never know what your neighbor, you know, they think I'm shooting all the small deer, and I think they're shooting all the small deer, but neither of us are, you know, and uh I'm I'm on the same page around my area. Everybody knows, and uh, for some reason I don't know why, but they know when I shoot a good deer. They just they always oh I heard you shot a good deer, you know, texting me and and I tell them, you know, and I I tell them, you know, they always want to know what it scores, and I tell them, and they're like, <laughs> oh, you know, and then I tell them, oh, it's six and a half. They're like, oh, okay, you know. I'm well, like, we know you always shoot the big deer. Yeah, well, there's a lot bigger deer out there. There's a lot more people killing bigger deer. <laughs> There's a lot more people out there killing scoreable bigger than mm-hmm. than you are, but yeah. you're out there for the age. Yeah, mature bucks is That's, what, what yeah. gets me going, man. I would say, I mean, last three years I really shifted shifted my focus to mature deer, and you know, trying to get that four and a half year old. I mean, not saying. A three and a half year old, hundred forty inch, come by me. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him, I'm gonna let him eat. But man, if I think he's a hundred thirty inch and he's four and a half, or you know, if I know he's three and a half, I got pictures of him as two and a half. I mean, just just like if Heidi Tidy come by me this year, man, yeah. dude. I mean, it's hard. It's hard when you got I hurt, got history with a buck, and I I've got a buck like that where I got history with and. I think that deer was three and a half when I shot him. I know. I, mean, I, I do, and a lot of people look at him and go, no way. But if you look at his sheds from two and a half, right. of which I think, you'd be like, yeah, that's a two and a half inch, you know, two and a so, half deer. So, I mean, hotty toddy, just from me running trail cams, I mean, he's two and a half. And then this year he showed up, and I got pictures of him, and he's three and a half. And I, I might have a handful or two handfuls of pictures of him. I'm like, okay, he made it. He's got a kicker off his left D2. And all of a sudden, I've got this bigger buck. You know, I call kick six. So, so Heidi Tidy's, you know, a mainframe eight. And then I got kick six, who's a mainframe 10. And then I've got pictures of kick six leading the way to a doe with Heidi Tidy behind him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean,. I just can't, you know, Heidi Tidy was visible every day. It, it felt like every day, you know. I would just pull a truck cam card, boom. I know Heidi Tidy's going to be on there, yeah. you know. <laughs> and then this year, you know, I might have eight pictures of him. I mean, it might be eight pictures. I'm not kidding, well, I think you he, know. But like you said, the, the neighbor shot him, right? No, the guy the, the guy that hunts on our farm Oh, did he? shot him, yeah. Oh. And I just think that 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 kick six had ran him off oh, yeah. and it he had be. ran him off to his own core yeah. area. So when he was two and a half, he was just kind of meddling around, you know, where he mm-hmm. grew up, he yeah. felt safe. But then this year, you know, he's trying to be dominant mm-hmm. and then kick six showed up, which I didn't have no pictures of last year or I couldn't. That's a double you know, throw patch buck, right? No, 
No, he no. What's yeah. the double throw patch, Buck? Which one's he, that? He was just a wide, stupid eight that showed up late season. I Man, mean, that was a sweet deal. I know. I was, I was like, yeah, I'd like, yeah. To, I'd like to put an arrow through him. Yeah. yeah, dude, this kick six, I mean, like, he's got a 13-inch brow. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to know that deer's got potential. Yeah, that deer is huge. So, I... Man, I mean, I just wonder if he ran off that deer, you know, hidey tidy to Could've. the middle because it, from the way he sounds like, you know, that way he was hunted is he comes straight out of the middle section and boom, he got killed. And then there was just an absolute monster that come down, just was working the field and got got the pass by because... Oh, Heidi Tidy got killed. Oh, man. Dude, I mean, dude, it's crazy. I mean, so here I am, got to hear all the stories. Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. I mean, and this guy's been hunting like 24 years. So when this guy says an absolute monster, yeah. (laughs) It's a giant, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I'm just like, man. I mean, and it's Sunday night. I mean, the weekend. Weekend wasn't good for shotgun. No, but, it wasn't. It was and tough. I, I was trying to think, like, if I would have hunted, where would I hunted? It wouldn't have been there because my dad, Sunday morning, shot a giant, and we didn't find it. And we're all walking down there, and we parked right there. And I wouldn't have hunted there just because of, you know, mm-hmm. he he had it all messed up. Not not saying all messed up, you know, for me to hunt, but it would have just. Yeah, you you don't hunt where where you got just other people. through. A yeah, you're you you're trying to track hunting. a deer. You know, I mean, you made a good shot, but you know, the shot wasn't what you thought it was. So I just don't think you hunt there when that happens that yeah. morning. And of course, what do you get? You know, mm-hmm. you, you get an absolute monster. Yeah. I mean, and, I mean, I don't know if we'll have him on the podcast or not, but it'd be cool, too, because he's probably got, like, stupid amount of deer on the wall. Yeah. He's probably, like, eight deer on the wall, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, if I said, hey, Cliff, you yeah. want to come on the podcast, he'd be like, what are we doing? I'm like, we're drinking beers, talking about deer hunting. He'd be like, hell yeah, I want to be on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. That's what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, it'd be cool, yeah. Dude. It would be. Well, I'm a, I'm going to try to get Ryan out on some public for late season. That's kind of my outlook for late season. I'm going to try to hunt uh, my piece. Uh, I never really do very good late season on it. I actually shot, <laughs> and we talk about shooting and losing bucks a lot on this podcast, but it yeah. happens to everybody. But I, I shot and lost one of the biggest bucks of my life. Uh, this weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, and uh, absolute giant had trail cam pictures of him. Uh, spent three days off work tracking this deer. Called in a dog. I did everything I, I did. I did everything I could to find this deer in uh, bad circumstance. Uh, was that was that the the absolute giant? Mm-hmm. When I that was this after shotgun. That was, yeah. that was when that happened. It's on a yearling doe. It's on a yearling doe. Uh, be Saturday morning. <laughs> Oh man! And uh, yeah, I he's on a yearling doe. I had fourteen does come in, no bucks, and that happens a lot on my lease for some reason. I would say, I mean, my, I'm yeah. feeling like and this is just, this is a huge doe bedding area, and they come off the field. I fields. mean, if I need some good jerky, I'm calling yeah, you up. Yeah, <laughs> I got the does, dude. I need to thin them out. But uh, uh, he came off the field, and uh, he was on that yearling doe, and 
Uh, I had so many deer on me, and that doe saw me saw me draw, and I I put a bad shot on this deer. Still, still breaks my heart even talking about it, man. This this is a once in a lifetime deer. Had a, a amazing drop tine on it. Uh, grew right off the base of his brow, real low. Went like eight or ten out inches straight out, and then went straight down, probably ten inches below his jaw. I mean, I don't know if you can picture that or not, but it's just insane. Uh, three splits. G2 was split three times on both sides. Um, when I shot the deer, I said high 170s. And uh, when uh, we jumped the deer, uh, 16 hours later, the guy said probably 190s or better. That was a dog tracker. So uh, I never got another trail cam picture of the deer. Uh, never seen him again. Well, that's my sad story for this podcast. But anyways, late season. Uh, <laughs> I like to just try to have a little fun. I will be hunting my lease on and off. I will be hunting at second shotgun season. I have had some luck there. Um, but I will be going to public, and I will be hunting the, the standing crop fields. I like to wait till there's a big snow, and I like to go on the ground with a bow. It's just super fun. I put down another doe uh, for some meat for the year, and uh, I just have a good time, and I like to bring people out. And uh, You had two does on the ground? No, I said I will put another doe. Oh, okay. I could I have there. two does on the I, ground, I, one I doe. I thought you misspoke there. Yeah. I, was, no. I was just trying to get the record straight. I was no. like, I must have missed something. Uh, this public ground that I hunt, I mean, it's open to anybody, <laughs> and... Uh, right here in illinois and and you find the right feed field you see 25 30 deer on it at night and uh man they just pile in pile in people are like oh public that ain't no good but man it's it's awesome and i've seen some absolute stud bucks on there too and and almost got shot opportunities on them and and that's one of my goals this year i said it at the beginning of the year if uh if a 140 uh walk pass on public i'd shoot it that's that's that was a goal I said. If anybody of the year. hunting any private grain that want want to let a one forty walk, I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot it for them. Yeah. <laughs> right now, since I got something on the ground, I'll probably let it walk. But but uh, I I know I know you're trying to wrap this up, but I don't think you should. But how much does getting a buck down? How much does that affect your drive? Is what I want to know. Uh, because I know how much getting, yeah. I mean, you know, shotgun, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, I got a doe, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might not go Saturday morning. I'm going to sleep in. After I've been hunting nine to eight days, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If uh, you can hunt nine of eight days, that's probably what I would be doing on rutcation, but I would hunt eight of nine days, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yeah, how, how does it affect your drive for real, though? So, then, I mean, uh, you the just 2000, got it done, and you're like, man, this is awesome. Well, 2016. Uh, I shot that buck in November, so my drive was super high. And then after I shot that buck, I two thousand sixteen. Okay, yeah. So that, so that was almost yeah November. I was November twelfth. Yeah, that was the almost peak rut. Yeah, that was that was that that drive. I dropped substantial. But this year, I think I shot it so early. And I, it was so early. Yeah, You're and like, I had there ain't even nothing going on. I had so much time to hunt. I I've done uh, five all day sets. Uh, I logged uh, a lot of time during shotgun season in the stand. Um, I got really good deer on camera, right? And uh, I know the potential there. And uh, 
that's something that I'm going to do this late season is I kind of slacked off on the camera this year as I normally do, and I think Mm -hmm. it hurt me compared to what... Trail cam. Yeah, trail cam, yeah. Yeah. I slacked off on putting trail cameras out just so I wouldn't be walking. Because I I don't know about you guys, but anybody that has a trail camera setting for two weeks in a good spot, (laughs) the drive to go pull that card, dude. It's like Christmas morning. You're like, I got to go pull that card. I got to go get it. Well, that's why I got the mobile cameras. You know, I got a mobile camera. I'm like, okay, I'll put that in a good spot. But then then all the other spots, I'm still like, oh, man, there might be a shooter in daylight there. I mean, he might be on a doe. If I get a picture of him today, he might be on that doe tomorrow. Right. So I always want to go in there and get cars. And and then I didn't didn't run cameras during the rut this year, which was stupid now that I think about it. I lost lost all that intel of what bucks were in what areas. And really, it's just self-control to not go pull cars and – I got cameras out now. I got four on that forty-two acre piece. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm trying. I hung them in some new areas, trying to really get a feel of some spots that I hadn't hunt that I thought might be decent bedding areas for some does. And and uh, got a lot of pictures of does. I haven't. Well, my mobile camera haven't hasn't shown a big buck yet, but small bucks and does. But and so you got the one mobile mm-hmm. okay i got one multi mobile camera but you so you didn't go in early season and hang the cameras i did but, I, I hung this camp that multi mobile i hung it early and that's the one i got all the pictures of bucks on okay multi mobile burns the batteries like crazy i mean it will burn through a so, set of batteries in a month and a half okay so so you need to like hang the multi mobile yeah, you like, like a month before. You gotta you gotta go buy like the maybe best. Maybe hunt that stand where you can change them out. Yeah, you gotta and buy like the best best batteries. I think they're like lithium ion or whatever. I gotcha. mean, you gotta buy the best batteries. And once I put them in there, it's lasted. Uh, I think it's going on two and a half months. Now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I mean that helps. But I'm, I'm gonna spend the the ten yeah. the ten dollar eighteen yeah. pack battery. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean the I'm eight trying pack, to get my shit to last. I the eight I mean, pack of lithium ions is like fifteen dollars. Right? <laughs> so you got like thirty bucks worth of batteries. Right? It's eight for the bottom and eight for the camera. Like I said before, I mean, I got a long drive to yeah to my to my piece and one of those mobile to, cameras to my, would be ecstatic I know, for you. I, I just I'm just waiting for a review to where a guy is like I don't have for cell service yeah but my yeah. truck cam's coming through mine's Verizon <laughs> like but I know the mobile one is but dude I got it works like, good I got like one bar like I gotta hook up to my jetpack to get service yeah. I mean, so I'm down there like man dude look at this, look at this shit yeah. on Monday you know yeah taking pictures of my my doe with my bow and I'm like dude this is killer like this broadhead is off the chain yeah, yeah i've had i've had good success late season on and standing standing uh corn and standing beans and uh hope to put ryan on some fun some fun times off the ground have nice. you ever killed a deer off the ground with a bow off the ground no i did get a shot at that buck that i showed you that yeah. i killed um, it's kind of like a the thursday before <laughs> going back to the thursday before shotgun yeah. it was 2016 I did get a shot at him, but he come in, I mean, it was super late, obviously, nice buck, super late, and I just didn't get around, and 
the twig snapped, and boom, he darted. Yeah. And next thing you know, it's all over. But that that afternoon, I mean, the same afternoon from the same spot, I missed a doe, so I should have got a doe last year, and I didn't. Yeah. From so, the ground's a whole new animal. Dude, man. so I did hunt from a ditch this year. Nice. Did you know that? Uh-uh. No, yeah, I did. I hunted from a ditch. It was decent. So I've got this buddy that comes down from Iowa. I mean, he's my brother's best friend. So he becomes my buddy. So my wife and I get married. He's along, along on the wedding party. So he has never shot like a mount, shorter mountain deer. So... He is my, I mean, dude Dude is put in the time. So I, I try to get him to come out to my piece, you know, just put him on a doe, you know, because that's all he wants. He, he just wants to meet. And, hey, Wiggins, if you listen to this podcast, which you better stick it out because, <laughs> dude, you missed that doe. <laughs> <laughs> called dude, him out dude I called him out right there on the podcast yeah. and I'm not even sure if that was the doe he missed with his own arrows like he went, <laughs> he went hunting without his own arrows he showed up on the Tuesday or the Monday of my pre-vacation he's like uh oh I was like what dude he's like I don't have any arrows <laughs> I was like what do you mean <laughs> He's like, what do you mean, what do I mean? I don't have any arrows. I was like, oh, jeez. I was like, I mean, I can lend you two. Because if I get in a sticky situation, I'm going to need two, you know? (laughs) So, I mean, it felt good, you know, getting him on a nice, nice deer. And he just ended up missing on his own. (laughs) But I I felt like I'd done my job. So, but late season, man. I've is the the lack of shooting that we've had going on. Um, I feel like it's going to be really good. We haven't had too much pressure, especially from the the opposing properties. And I feel like this the deer is still going to be moving. Um, maybe not quite their normal rut or decline rut activity. Um, but man, I feel like the afternoons are gonna be yeah. killer. I hunted uh, Ryan's piece one time, and uh, I think it was late season. I can't remember what it was late what season. the date was, but he it sends me sweet. to this stand. I see like thirty five deer, and uh, that scout's hotter. <laughs> he sends me to the stand, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's good stand." I go there, no seat. What? It has no seat. It's a stand you can't even get into. The strap's like three foot from being tight. I could pretty much rip the stand down, and it has no seat on it. I'm like, well, this is great. So I just walk back. I'm like 40 yards from the truck in these hay bales. It so, had been a, it it might have been a couple of years since I've been yeah it, I've been personally yeah. in that stand. But yeah. man, it looked good from the ground. Yeah. <laughs> it looked good but, from the ground. But uh, I seen like 35 deer. I could have shot about 10 of them. Uh, Ryan actually got shot at the buck that night, and uh, another guy actually got shot at the buck that night too. That guy was done yeah. with us, but yeah, awesome piece, and uh, that's it's good late season. Got a lot of food on it, lots of food. Yeah. Well, so, we're uh, we're we're recording this at about midnight, so 
the next couple episodes, we're going to try to have some guests on that were successful. And if uh, me and Ryan put down anything, we'll... Uh, we'll let you guys know for sure. We'll let you guys know. It'll probably be Cody, but we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. All right, guys. Remember, plan your hunt and hunt your plan. Remember, always have fun while you're hunting.